Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so that you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, countless exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that thrives on you not really getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love, play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give you a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get the top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts that have been on the show, and you will see what simple health can be. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 52. In today's episode, I interview holistic human movement specialist, Wayne Daniels. Be sure to stick around for the end of this episode to find out why I wrote down more notes for this episode than any other one, why we don't actually catch a cold or illness, and how you move determines the way you think. Well, guys, on the phone today, I have Wayne Daniels for another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. So, Wayne, the first question that I ask everybody is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. My health journey, yes. Well, it all started from uh, poor health. And over uh, many years, um, at least 30, of very unconscious behavior and getting into uh, a whole host of um, physical issues and emotional and spiritual ones too, and just got to the point where I got so broken, I was in so much pain and suffering that uh, something had to change. You know, I, um, I had my, uh, in a sense, my last hospital visit was at 28 years of age, and uh, I was at death's door. Uh, chronic pancreatitis, blood coming out of all orifices, 120 pound, and um, yeah, just one complete traumatized mess, and came through that and started my health crusade, and that was essentially around, around about 28, 29 years old when things started to shift, so that was 20 years ago now. Okay. Now, what did, mm. what did that shift look like for you then? What did it look like? Yeah. Well, obviously, um, you know, I backed myself into such a corner that, uh, and, you know, I had no way of going, you know, doctors, hospitals, and rehab, and um, counseling, and um, trying that over, over a, you know, a long period of time. And uh, just getting to the point where I saw a vision of, uh, I, 
I, in, in a sense, I did my best to break myself down and kill myself, if you like, you know, and uh, it didn't work out. I, I, I was still here. So I, well, I suppose I'm not any good at killing myself. So uh, let's, <laughs> let, let's see what I'm like at, at living, you know, and taking responsibility. And I had no idea in the beginning what, what, what it was going to amount to. You know uh, what the 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 opportunities and the potentials that lie ahead lie ahead. But um, I started where I started. You know, uh, gave up alcohol, which was you know essentially uh, one big many years of attachment since I was uh, twelve, thirteen years of age. And uh, yes, I, it. It didn't. All, all it seemed to me was, well, I have no real choice. I've got to start doing something for myself because I can no longer. I, I got to the point where I was, um, I was fed up of being fed up. You know, I got to that precipice, that that that, uh, you know, the 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 end of my tether. And well, I just got to give give it my all here and and. Uh, start on a health crusade and that was really uh you know i didn't really have much idea about that in the beginning what health was and what it what it really meant to me it was just that i stopped drinking and um you know that was the first step which obviously you start to feel better from just from doing that and then after a couple of years or so i realized that uh i started to exercise and get get into that and that helped re release pressure tension stress so uh that i became attached to in a in a healthy way and and also changing my food as well and i understood in the beginning about how you know sugar is an example and um how alcoholics are very attached to sugar you know spikes alcohol spikes the spikes the blood very quickly and and uh you know secretes insulin and and uh blood sugar levels elevate rapidly so i had that understanding in the beginning and and uh they sort of mentioned that as well and a couple of times i went to aa meetings in the very beginning i went to about four or five and then i i I threw the towel in at AA meetings because I really got to see that they were um, self self enabling. You know, it, it was uh, it, they were just going around in circles, um, being attached now to not drinking, mm -hmm. as as I call it, it, being a dry drunk. And there's just as much suffering in being a dry drunk as there actually is being a drunk. And I saw many people like that in AA that. They've been sober for 10 years, 15 years or whatever, and they were uh, they were still doing battle, very stressed and fighting, fighting their addiction. So I got to see that, you know, um, really in the in the early days, yes, the first couple of years, I saw that this was e emotional, too. It's my own emotions. It's not just a behavior pattern that I do. It's it's based on many past experiences that maybe I have not yet healed, you know, and, and um, so it opened me up to a more 
after a couple of three years, it sort of with, with the food and, and the exercise, it opened me up and, and having a mindset as well to some degree to uh, realize that how, you know, it's my mind that's entangled in, in the addiction, not only just my body that's caught in it now, you know, it's, it's my mind as well. So, yes, that holistic approach, as unconscious as it was in the beginning, as in, in comparison to now with the, with, with the, you know, all the information and knowledge that I now have. But in the beginning, um, it was a, a leap of faith, you know, that I knew that changing your food and doing some exercise, it felt right. So that guided me along that path for a while, you know, and until I started to immerse myself deeper. And that's when I came to California back in um, 2000. I came to California. And then um, it opened up in a much bigger way when I connected with the uh, Paul Check and his philosophy of health and, and, and spirit. So I was, yes, I was on the path um, doing for myself in, you know, in a very fundamental way of, of health practices, just doing basic things. But um, it led me to an awareness to attract, you know, Paul Check and his philosophy and then I really immersed myself into that very quickly because it really resonated with me. And, uh, oh, as I say, the, the rest is history. You know, I've been <laughs> certainly, certainly uh, taken on that philosophy, the Czech philosophy, which is, um, I, I feel is way ahead of the curve. You know, I feel it's, it's, it's a new paradigm and uh, it certainly takes practice and, mindful understanding because uh you know there's many if you like that start and then end up quitting because it's too much it's you know it is of deep information and um that can that can sometimes be quite off-putting you know to people when they start getting into the deeper emotional and spiritual aspects of themselves so truly um i stuck with it you know, I stuck with it because I realized it's my calling. And I, you know, going through my past experiences and uh, being able to integrate those and, and, and uh, come to terms with them, you know, is very powerful now that I'm, I've embodied those, you know, methods and uh, that, that philosophy, health philosophy for myself. It's, I feel I have much experience from my own practice of healing myself. So, um, yeah, I feel I'm a very effective um, reflection for people to help heal. And I've been doing that for uh, 15 years around their roundabouts. I've been working with others and helping them on their health journey. Which in, in, and, uh, you know, obviously they've been teaching me more about myself as I help them. So it's a beautiful gift when we get to see that others have come to teach us more about ourselves in what while we help them. In helping them, there's much new information for me to learn about me and in reinforcing and perfecting my own journey of health. You know, it's like a paradox. 
you know that it's it's that reflection of life you know and um i realize it's they are the teacher too and i share that with with my clients we're both teachers here we both have a, an equal expression to share with each other and uh you know that that em empowers them further when they realize that they're not just the student you know they they are also the teacher t teaching me and showing me how how to guide them so, so Wayne, yes. what is mm. what is like the most recent uh, either change or thing that you've been taught by uh, somebody that you you are currently working with? Uh, what was something that you've really changed all about your health journey most recently? Most recently, well, I've been practicing many aspects um, of health for a while, and they keep changing you know, exercise, which maybe I can get into that a little and share a little more in depth. Please do. You know, of, um, when we sort of get through this little um, topic. But uh, movement, which is a constant unfolding of e e evolving, growing, transforming through the movement and through the food. You know, just because we have a set plan, I've realized, and I was – as I say, 17 years ago, I started on a, on a health kick, you know, and there's that part of me in, in my um, unconscious part of that. Oh, yeah, I, I know all about food and I know all about health. And, and, and uh, here we are. Follow, follow this program. This is the way, you know, I do it. So and I realized that everyone's individual. So that's what's. I think enhanced my ability to help another is realizing that they are not me. And I have to find myself and meet, put myself in their shoes to determine what they really need because they need some, they need something different than I do. We all have our own unique diet, own unique way of moving, exercising and, and, our own unique way of thinking. That's where it all comes from. So, you know, we all have a, a, a way of perceiving reality that is different to another human. So it's that is recognizing that everyone's individual. And this is where um, you get a bigger bang for your buck. This is where we can go underneath the surface into the underbelly of ourselves and be able to really attuned to what the needs really are rather than just getting stuck on a fad diet oh yeah do the south beach diet as an example you know or the paleo diet it might be good for a little while to do that it it will bring some gain just like people going and going to weight watchers and taking chronic toxic powder to lose weight but but they do and they start feeling better but it's it's short-lived you know and because it's it's still not unique to your metabolism and your biochemistry. So when we can um, attune to our own, this is where we get the deeper healing when we really fine tune it. And I realize after all these years of eating food, I'm still learning how to eat. I'm still refining those aspects and um, distinguishing parts of myself in, in my food that I didn't before. So it's a, it's a constant evolution. you know. Food is a constant e evolution. Changing the way that we think is a constant evolution. And 
exercising is a is also the same. I I feel all these all these modalities, you know, there is no one set way to do them. As we grow, they change anyway, and, and the way we perceive them and the way that we experience them and what we get back from them. You know, it, it all constantly changes. So, you know, the breathing is another, you know, having breathing practice every day. I feel anybody to be on a true health path needs to be breathing every day. Certainly Qigong, Tai Chi, you know what? I mean, there's many different forms of breathing, many. Do you have and, a certain um, practice that you uh, follow? Yes, I I stay within the confines of uh, two or three different, uh, you know, movements of breath. And uh, which I found that I get the biggest bang from my my buck. Like uh, the stalk breathing, stalk walk breathing. You know, I find that that's very significant and has a, a big impact on the whole body. And, um, you know, there's there's breathing where we can do when we're still, when we're, you know, sedentary and and uh, and just in that static position where we can do breath work or we can do breath work in a very dynamic way, moving in in all three planes of motion and and uh, really, you know, accessing new parts that way as well. So. I practice both ends, you know, one, maybe essentially we may call it more meditation when you're sat there, you know, in, in a still space and breathing in and out, you know, in a, in, in a conscious way, in a way that you've never breathed before. I'm always looking for a new breath to get underneath a breath that's uh, an existing breath and, 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 and create a new one because I feel in my journey that there are many layers to a human being and there are infinite amount of levels of breath to move into. You know, it's, it's not, again, there is no place to get to with any of this health stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll do it for six months and, and, and I'll be cool. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, do it for six months and you'll probably realize you need to do it for longer. And probably, and then you do that a bit longer, you'll really realize that you need to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, because it's continually unfolding, unfurling and, and uh, discovering anew. And um, yes, yeah, so it's not about giving up or changing or, you know, it's just continuing the practice and it changes for you. And then you change the way that you experience it. You know, so it's, uh, yes, I feel that um, there's been many significant moments on this healing journey very significant and um there isn't one that can be defined from the other they're just they just they all have their own merit you know and their own benefit of of how i they express themselves through me in a healing and there is a difference between healing and taking care of issues or symptoms Dealing with symptoms and going into the deeper level and dealing with the emotional, spiritual component of, of those symptoms. You know, the, the standard American model here today in society, they deal with treating symptoms, which is the superficial part. 
you know, and, and uh, so healing to me, healing is dealing with the root, is getting to the emotional, spiritual parts of ourselves. And that has a huge impact and, uh, on results as opposed to practicing treating symptoms and trying to fix someone. You know, it's easy to deal with, you know, invariably most of us get sick and break down throughout the times of the year. We get flu, we get, you know, symptoms of different kinds and, you know, we uh, have low energies and we, we, we in, invariably we pick these things up. But what I do see, we're not able to process them. We're not able to learn the lessons when we're sick. And, and get into a deep spiritual understanding of why I've created this sickness. Because uh, a lot of people think they catch things. Oh, I catch a cold or I catch, you know, it's, it's contagious. I don't think any of us ever catch anything off any other human being. I feel we take it on in accordance with our mindset. I've been, you know, as an example, clients will say, oh, I can't come in today. I'm feeling sick and I don't want to give it to you. And I say, that's okay. It's your sickness and you own it. I'm not about to take it from you. This, it's yours to keep. And so I'm not likely to pick that up and catch that and feel that it's contagious because I realize it's theirs and it's their journey and it's their sickness, you know? So, but, but, if I was to probably say, oh, dear, yeah, you're sick today. Oh, you better not come in, you know, because uh, I'm afraid of catching it. Well, I probably already have. I probably already manifested it just from the fear alone. And I always say, what you fear, you draw near. So to push something away we can't do that to deny it and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to avoid that person because they're sick. Well, that's not a great way to acquire good health, you know, because it's 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 an unhealthy mindset. Our mind is attached. It's our mind that attracts these things, not necessarily our body. It's our mind. And then our body becomes susceptible to them. So it, it uh, sickness is a self-creation. It's something from maybe from a culmination of poor choices over a period of time that puts you in into a sick mode. So if we're not able to see those poor choices that created that sick mode, then what happens is we end up suppressing it. Yes, we'll get over it. Yes, we'll get over our cold. Yes, we'll get over our flu. Yes, we'll get over our, our bad back or our, my niggling hip or my headache. Yes, they'll, they will subside. But are you really getting to the root issue or are you just suppressing the symptoms which still at an energetic level still exist within you? No, um, we all have energetic imprints and that's where we need to go to. That's what we need to heal is get into the emotional, spiritual part of that sickness and get to ask myself questions like, why did I create this? Rather than thinking, Oh, matey down the street gave me this sickness. I shouldn't have hung out with him. Well, it has nothing to do with anybody else. That's only your misperception. And what maybe we're not seeing is the fact that it's a self-creation based on my mindset. 
a negative mindset attracts negative things. So that's a big part of what I teach. So people can take responsibility for their own sickness. It just you don't catch it. You attract it and create it based on the way that you perceive those things to be. And if you perceive them in a fearful manner, oh, I mean, I had a client one time. Oh, she was very um, uh, so obsessed about hygiene. She wouldn't even take her, her shoes off in, in, in the gym you know, to, or barefoot. And she'd wear her shoes to go to the toilet or something like that. You know, and yet I asked her the question, you avoid all these sicknesses and all these bacterias. And yet a lot of the time you're sick. Are, are you really by unconsciously avoiding them? Are you really just actually attracting them even more so? Because you, we have to take responsibility for it and, and realize it's our own creation rather than it's, it's happening to me. Life doesn't happen to us. Life is created. And the way it happens to me is because of my own view of how I perceive it. So I, you know, this is where we can be responsible for our life and our health and, and our choices that we make when we realize that no one forces me into anything. No one pushes me. No one can convince me into anything. It's my own choosing. It's my own choice, how I perceive things. So, you know, it, it is very much a, a self-responsibility that needs to happen with our healing. Otherwise, people come to me and they're asking me, Wayne, fix me, please. Just like the medical system, we go to the doctors and doctor, I've got a problem. Fix it for me. Well, how how insightful is that? How how much information are you really being present to if you're asking someone else to fix your own issue? And that issue will never go away. It, yes, it will be suppressed. We have many drugs that, that can suppress these things and bury them deeper inside you. But they will come out later. And that's what happens when we're not responsible for our sicknesses over the years that, that we get sick. Invariably, later in our life, we break down and, and we become, you know, a big mess. Most people are that today. By the time they reach 50 or 60, they're almost done. They've had so many sicknesses that they haven't consciously dealt with and processed that now all that is now eating up our body and mind and the degenerative processes just accelerate so that's uh that's a big part of what i teach otherwise i'm holding someone's hand otherwise i'm all i'm doing is taking their money and telling that telling them what how how great they are but never really getting any results for them because i still Maybe I'm too naive as a, as, a, as a coach to know how to teach them to heal themselves. And that's the key to it. Teaching another to heal themselves rather than attempting me to do it for them. Because there is no true healing when another tries to do it for them. We have to do it for ourselves. And that's where the, the deeper healing comes. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and unless you have a sort of, Another question there. Uh, I, I'm still processing all of that, uh, actually. Um, that was an amazing uh, 
just lesson right there, even for myself, like I'm just reflecting as, as you're talking. Um, I mean, if you had something else that you wanted to go into, if not, I know you had, uh, started that um, with going to come back to something on exercise then as well. Yes, indeed, Nick. Please. Well, to me, yeah, go for it. To me, exercise is the bedrock of everything in our life. The way you move determines the way you think. Think about that. The way you move determines the way that you perceive your reality. Now it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, as an example, seeing essentially somebody who's been sick for many years and they've got, you know, a poor posture, they're hunched over, they're walking with a, a limp and very decrepit movement patterns, faulty, you know, um, slumped over. And that is an expression, that physical expression of that posture, that, that countenance, that, that, that energetic construct of that person, you know, has a, has a mental, emotional and spiritual component to it, that, that physical expression. And so we can really see when someone's in poor posture and they have imbalances and they have back pain. It's also related mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So we can see the way that they move and the way they've adopted their posture. We, we can intuitively appreciate where, where they're coming from and how they feel, right? You see someone, some older person walking along in a doddery way, hunched over, not having proper gait pattern, you know, not walking upright, not holding their head up holding their, their heads down. And I call that the no to life posture. No, I don't want to deal with life. So we stoop down. Life's too much for me. So I stoop down. So there's very much in someone's posture and someone's movement patterns. There's an expression of, of, of emotional, mental and spiritual aspects. So we can see when that person's broken in their posture, that they're, they're broken emotionally as well as opposed to somebody who's upright, functional, and moves with flow and rhythm, they're, they're, they're in a better place in their life, spiritually and emotionally. They're more stable and grounded. They, they have a, a clearer mind. And yes, they're, they're more emotionally stable. And they're probably more than likely living more of a purposeful life. They've come to know themselves and know what, what their purpose here, what their calling here is in this life. So that's the sort of um, the basic premise of it, you know, to get to see how the way you move determines the way you experience your reality. That is the main part of my practice, because I realize we start moving when we're born. You know, we start little a little baby, they start moving, they start moving around. Well, that movement creates energy, which creates an experience of life. You know, it, it's accessing emotional, mental and spiritual parts. Your movement has an expression, has a language to it that's also emotional, mental and, and, and spiritual. So that is where. Somebody who's got poor posture, somebody who moves in a, in a very um, 
you know, adverse way, limping, stooping, dragging themselves along with by their hips. Somebody who does that is obviously quite broken, is 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 in is in more turmoil and and in 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 a worse state of health. And I've realized through my own endeavors, because this only comes from me, we have to do this first for ourselves. That's what I realize. Otherwise, I can never really know what I'm doing. But for another person, if I don't do it for me first. And I found by learning to do to create new movement patterns that that are improved upon from what I used to do, heal me mentally, emotionally and spiritually. As I've started to move better and have more stable joints and better length tension relationships of the muscles and accessing the nervous system, new information comes in. And this is where I feel we get the biggest bang for our buck. As I say, there's many people out there doing counseling and doing dealing with their emotions, but this the movement embodies it the movement brings it home to your heart and soul going to a counselor and getting into your head about the way you think there has to be a movement that comes that correlates to that that comes through that understanding that mindful understanding of new knowledge we have to we have to find a way of moving in a better way improving the way that we move in order to integrate that that information that, that we've just picked up from from some therapist. So because because we skip our infant development stages as as infants and we do not develop properly. So therefore, it stunted our mind and our emotions in developing properly. Once upon a time when we once upon a time when we when we uh, walked on all fours and we spoke with a grunt. The way we moved taught us about the universal principles of life and how I learn through those aspects, the life lessons that I need to learn. Life lessons, I realize, are amazingly embodied and learned through improving posture, improving movement patterns. Unconscious movement is in, there's many, you know, there's many, if you like, People teaching movement, personal trainers, physical therapists, strength and conditioning coaches. But if we're not able to involve the deep inner muscle unit that supports the spine and the pelvis, if we're not able to integrate and arouse and enroll those deep muscles, those deep tonic muscles in with our movement patterns, it's unconscious movement. And we invariably, after a period of time, our posture distorts, even though we're exercising. I start to create pain when I exercise and discomfort and because it's unconscious. So I'm actually burying myself a, a deeper hole. I'm digging myself a deeper hole through continuing to move unconsciously because we've forgotten. We forgot. We, we skipped our infant stages as children and we forgot how to move. So. We, we that's a big part of losing ourselves in this journey of life is because we're not physically connected. And if we're not physically connected, there is an equal correlation 
that we're disconnected through the other aspects of ourselves. Emotionally disconnected because my posture and my form, the way I move is inappropriate. It's incorrect. It's unconscious. So what the big part of what I do is teach people, guide them into learning how to move correctly, involving the inner and outer muscle units together synergistically in movement. That's the change. That's the embodiment. That is the emotional and spiritual healing. But we forgot. Most of us have forgot how to move. We just get up and we don't even think about it. And that's unconscious. So when we realize how the power of movement, corrective exercise, as I as I coined myself, an holistic human movement specialist is what I've coined myself, a human movement specialist. And that exemplifies the fact that the way I move determines my whole life. And that's the beautiful gift of what I've discovered for myself. It's like, wow, this, it's, it's tremendous. It's so powerful, this corrective movement. It's beyond any tool I feel that I've ever used. And I use many tools. I use many emotional tools, many spiritual tools, and many mental tools. But if we're not getting the bedrock, if we're not getting the root of all the tools, the tool of all the tools, which is our movement. Hell, we were born into movement. It's all we ever do is move. So if we can see how much our movement correlates to how we experience life, we can really start to appreciate the healing potential in movement. And that all goes, you know, I mean, I could get into some scientific aspects about it all, but uh, about, you know, in our joints, in our muscles, in our tendons and over our skin and certain areas, we have what's called mechanoreceptors, mechanoreceptors. And so these mechanoreceptors, which react or respond to movement, they send a neuromechanical circuit, a neuromechanical input into the central nervous system to become neurochemical. And that neurochemical is your new perspective of movement, is your aha moment. When we, when we learn to do corrective movement, now we're having, because mechanoreceptors are biological transducers that transform a neuromechanical function into a neurochemical experience. So this is where the teaching comes. This is where the aha moment, when you do, when you move with better form, there's an aha. There's a, oh, wow, this is doing something for me. This is helping my back. This is helping my joints. This is helping my emotions. And unfortunately, out there in this field of movement, and there are many, many professionals most of them are not appreciating this depth of what movement, the potential in movement. It's just, yeah, hey, boy, let's lose some weight and get some muscle, you know. And, hey, there's some gains in that. 
pe- people benefit from that too, losing weight. But there's so much more. There's so much more than losing weight, building muscle and, and you know, um, looking good. You know, I'm fit. Look at me. Well, you know, that's one aspect. That's just an external expression. But we know, you know, like bodybuilders, for an example, unconscious movement. They've got big, powerful muscles, a big six pack, but they can't even scratch their own butt. You know what I'm saying? They haven't their their range. So they, they, there's no balance in their movement. There's, you know, they, they, we have to have the stretching to counteract all that contraction has to be stretched. And so that's more of a balance. And whereas on the other extreme, someone like the yoginis who do all their pretzel type and they can twist themselves in knots, but they don't have the strength to counteract for proper balance. So there's many aspects of how it's expressed unconsciously this through this as I see that. So it's finding the middle. Inner and outer unit together, muscle units create a new neurochemical experience, which changes our life from the inside out. It's the portal to our soul, that inner, deep, transverse abdominus, pelvic floor muscle unit is the portal, is the doorway to our heart and soul. That's what I've experienced. It opens us up to a whole new world that's already inside us. But if we don't have the, if we can't find the, the art or the key through healthy movement to unlock all that you are within you, we will just continue down the same path. And so this movement un- unlocks you at a spiritual level, a deep, deep level. It opens your heart and soul. So this is the, if you like, this is the code to tapping into our full potential is learning how to move correctly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the key to all of this. And this is what's missing in general in this society today, this deep understanding of movement. It's missing in almost everybody's life. We are, we're not, we're, we're just moving unconsciously, which keeps reinforcing the same old habits as before. New movement creates new insights, change. So that's where I guide people first and foremost, because a lot of people, they're so closed off in their mind and they're so broken in their bodies that attempting to counsel them and coach them through stuff isn't going to work. It's too much for them to get in their head. So I always say when it's too much for the client, let's let 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 the movement do the work. Let the movement take over. So I just guide them into a space of, of improving movement patterns. And then eventually their mind and their emotions become more integrated to be able to start seeing themselves and taking responsibility more and, and, and doing more self-development work rather than relying on me as, as some savior. You know, so that's that's the, you know, it's missing in this society. And I feel I've found the code that a lot of us are looking for, the key to getting inside and connecting through this movement. So, yes. Um, and obviously, 
and through, through the Czech philosophy too, you know, there's all that that's linked with the food. You're, you know, if we're not eating correctly and in balance, then there's inflammation in our body. Excessive inflammation and excessive inflammation is the root of all our issues, all our sicknesses, ailments, maladies, diseases. At the root of that is inflammation. So it's dealing with that inflammation on a nutritional level, dialing in, dialing into your bio, your own biochemistry, your own unique genetic metabolism. Mm -hmm. And that helps because when you've got inflammation in those deep muscles, they can't awaken. They're dormant. They're, they're, they're held tight. So with a big part of opening up and healing the body is making sure that we eat the food, too. So we can get into these deeper movement patterns. Because I find if someone attempts to come and they're unhealthy and we attempt to give them new movement patterns, there's going to be very little done because this, this, uh, their body internally, there's so much inflammation. They're so sensitive. They're so raw that they cannot access. You know, and I have clients from time to time when we come in and we access these new movement, the, these new tissues, these new muscles, these new nervous system components. And it's uncomfortable for them. Oh, my stomach. It feels, oh, it feels like it's really sore. And I'm saying, yes, because you're accessing it now through your movement. You're putting pressure, stress through those tissues. And it's a beautiful thing because they've been dormant. They've been asleep. And that is your own slumber. That's your own mental, emotional slumber that you've been in because it's physical. So when we can start to heal the body and open up more of the body and, and, and uh, let more of the body function, now we become more functional. So, yes, so that, that's the two, the movement and, and the food the two key areas where we can get the biggest bang for our buck. Mm -hmm. And then maybe down the road, we start tapping into, you know, their past traumas that they never resolved or the emotional garbage that they're carrying, you know, because now they have a bigger capacity, their, their body's in a better health because the, the, the less health we have, the less likely that we're actually going to get into seeing ourselves and healing at deeper levels. Yeah, most people are very sensitive and timid. They don't want to, their emotions are very fragile. So we have to leave the emotions alone and let's just work on the body. Let's just create a lifestyle that works for your body. Drinking water when it's necessary, eating the food when it's necessary in the right proportions, the right macronutrient proportions, you know, the right protein, fat, and carbohydrates at each meal. At, at the right time, at the right amounts, in a in a in a setting that's peaceful. If if we're watching TV or reading a book while we're eating, that's going to affect digestion. We're not going to digest and assimilate and eliminate our food as well. So there's many different aspects to these practices. You know, the more details to it. It's not just about knowing what to eat, some do's and don'ts about food. I've been doing this so long and I realized that, wow, I'm, I'm still learning how to eat. I'm still because I keep changing as I keep changing. I have to keep changing the way I eat. 
as my biochemistry keeps shifting and my hormones keep coming into a, a, a better balance, now my food's changed. Now what I ate yesterday doesn't work for me today because I'm a different person internally, emotionally, spiritually. So all these things, it's never one set way that works. We, we are beings that continue to transform all the time. So it's never set. There's, there, there's never a set way of doing anything because it's, we're always changing. So we have to change the way that we experience these things. So, yes, it's an ongoing process. Life is, right? It's an ongoing process. But getting a client, it's challenging to get a client to um, meet me there. You know, but I realize more and more, just start with a lifestyle. Eating, sleeping, drinking, breathing, you know, exercising, stretching. You know, just let's start with those things or even half of those things to begin with. One or two things, let's start and we'll build on it more and more because most people don't have the capacity to dive into their deep self immediately. You know, we've, we've been unconscious for years and we can't just open that door and let, let the floodgates out. You know what I mean? We, we, it has to be done very gently. And uh, this is what I feel as I do more of my work, I become more and more experienced at being able to meet somebody where they're at and guide them and know exactly what they need because I've done it for myself first and foremost otherwise I'm just a talking head you know if I there's many out there that have got plenty of knowledge and I've been to ones in the past I see they got they've got plenty of knowledge just like I'm talking they could talk all day and and, and express some wonderful things but if you truly, if it's if it stays in your head and you don't really come to master it through practice, through living it, we never can be really that effective at helping another, let alone ourselves, because we haven't been that effective at helping ourselves. So, yes, it truly is, uh, Nick. Um, there's so much potential, you know, as I've seen for myself in what I do. And it's not just a health kit. This is a whole unearthing of your whole being that I'm talking about. And that's what I'm committed to. You know, the physical therapy and the personal training and the fad diets. It's like, oh, that's old hack. That's old information that doesn't really work. You know, and, um, and I feel quite blessed to, you know, have moved beyond that standard mindset of being able to help people. And, and truly get behind myself and get inside them and know what they truly, who they are as a person and know how to navigate that for them, know how to guide them along. And uh, yeah, it's, it, um, and, you know, I have a big dream, you know, very much to continue touching more and more people and um, getting out there to, to do more speaking and, you know, sharing literature and um, yes, uh, writing a book as well. You know, I've, I mean, I've been threatening to write a book for a while. But it's one of those things, <laughs> my own personal challenges, you know, that I have to get into myself. I realize I've got plenty of information, but I have to capture myself and hold myself true to do that. And, uh, and I feel I'm coming around to that. You know, it's, uh, 
I feel I've got that capacity to be able to share that literature with others that's really going to help benefit them. Mm -hmm. Well, Wayne, I, I certainly cannot wait for this book to come out. Uh, even, even I don't know if you've begun it at all, or uh, I think it's going to be an amazing read. Just based on our conversation so far, I mean, the insights on movement alone have just absolutely uh, changed even my thoughts on exercise, on movement. Uh, and when I, I want to be respectful of your time, I mean, I'm sure we could talk all day here. Uh, I'm loving what I've been hearing. Um, I have a couple questions for you uh, in closing here to wrap up the show. And one of the last ones that I ask everybody is, who would you want to hear on this podcast? And what is it that you would want to hear them talk about? Or what would you want to ask them? Yeah, who would I like to hear? Wow. Um, there's certainly, you know, there's certainly some great Czech practitioners out there. That, uh, I mean, the ultimate one being Paul himself. Certainly. You know, and uh, I'm sure I, I see no reason why, uh, you know, Paul could not, uh, you know, get on this at some point if you uh, put 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 that request out somewhere but um you know I uh one guy which I I feel is uh yes very knowledgeable and 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 wise in his work and uh that is uh Jator Perry Jator has been on the show before Oh, you've had your tour on the show. Yes. Ah, I, I, I'll have to get into listening to him and what he has to, uh, have to tap into your archives and. It's it certainly is a, an amazing show. Uh, I, I I highly recommend. I mean, you, but all of everybody out there listening to go check out that one as well. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm certainly going to do that now. I know he's. Uh, he's been with you. Yes, and. Uh, uh, another Czech practitioner who's, uh, you know, very masterful in his approach is uh, comes from Santa Barbara, just a bit further north. Terence McCarthy. Terence McCarthy, okay. Carthay. Mm-hmm. Terence Carthay. Carthay, okay. C A R T. Yeah. And what would you want to hear Terence uh, speak about, oh, or what would you, you know, want to Terrence... ask him? Yeah. Well, he's. He really, I feel, he has a a real um, synergy with bringing in his own unique way of movement, and that's through maybe more um, dance. He's uh, he's certainly uh, he does movement through dance. Okay, um, it's called that uh, ecstatic dancing, and uh, I've done a little bit of that, and that was uh, as I know movement. Uh, um, that's another amazing expression to access that those parts of ourself that that really uh, need nurturing, and and his uh, and his take on 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 food as well. He's he's very tightly uh, you know tied in with those two aspects, rather Excellent. like I am. So you know it uh, that's he resonates with me for sure. And I know he I know he'd be on your show. I know he'd like to be. Excellent. I'll, I'll reach out to him, uh, see if we could set something up. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, wait. Yes. Last question that I ask everybody then is, 
What is the one non-negotiable health habit you have that you never compromise on? But before you answer that, everybody has to go check out the show notes at barenakedhealthpodcast.com to hear what Wayne has to say and to check out all the links. And Wayne, finally, where can our listeners find more about you? Where can they find you online? Uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, well, we know our our site is Ebolmotion, E-V-O-L Motion. And uh, our email uh, is um, evolvethroughmotion.com. Perfect. And we are our, as I say, our um, it's Evil Motion is our um, name, mm-hmm. first and foremost, website. So uh, they can check out there. There's, you know, we have some uh, videos and there's plenty of literature. For you know, sure. and, and stuff to read up on. And uh, yeah, they would have a, an overview and a good insight into us and, uh, you know, share many things on there about our own, myself and Patricia Pinto. Yes, who has also know, been on the show. So everybody make sure to go check out that episode as well. That was amazing yeah. insight from Patricia as yeah, well. She's, uh, yeah, we're, we're quite the dynamic duo you uh, know? certainly and, um, are. <laughs> and yes we we are we are creating and manifesting and you know expressing and and expanding our love for what we do and our awareness and knowledge around orange county because it's you know there's many people asleep here and i feel that they they need us they need us with the tools that we have. We can we can help people in a very significant way. And as you ask, what is the best? What do I not compromise on? Well, Wayne, here, let's let's wrap up. Yep. So Wayne, thank you so much for being on the show. And everybody make sure go over, check out the show notes, check out Evolve Through Motion, and go see what Wayne's number one health habit is that he never compromises on. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get your top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts to help you simplify your health journey. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Also, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others.